Well, it was kind of a silly question, wasn't it? No, just because you're there doesn't mean you're ready. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if I just called you and you weren't ready, then you'd be even more persnickety. I'm gonna be persnickety. So what's up, Snicklefritz? My website is down. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. Sounds like there's a fan or something going. Yeah, the air conditioner's on. I can imagine. Whose website's down? Uh, Battle Pub. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't do anything to it, but they say there's like a DNS error, and I've tried to fix it, but I can't seem to get it to work. Uh, isn't that usually handled through your registrar? Yep. Who you go through? GoDaddy? Yeah. In, in Squarespace, and I have everything pointing to the right thing, but it's just not. Had it changed recently? Because sometimes it takes a little bit to propagate. Uh, yeah, that's what it's saying. I mean, it says it could take a little while, but... Most times I, I don't notice it lasting more than like a half hour, but... Yeah. It, it was this morning that I did it, so... Um, well... No lead. I remember back in the day, I mean, it could last, like, up to 24 or something like that. It was... The problem is both of these services, Squarespace and GoDaddy, they make it nearly impossible to contact them about it. Oh, sure. Yeah, they don't want to actually spend money on having people to talk to you. No, they don't want to help you. No, that would cost them money. So... It's really annoying. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, welcome to week 931 of the Crankcast. I'm Crank. That's Mike. Hello. I, uh... I've got crabgrass. Um... What do you mean by that? That's not a euphemism. I've got crabgrass in my yard. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to get some crabgrass spray. And get rid of it. Actually, I think you can mix up something. If you want to do a spot spray, you can mix up something with, like, a, I think it's like vinegar and dish soap. But I don't really like spot spraying, so I usually do, like, a lawn feed spray thing where I can hook it up to the hose and just wide spray stuff. Fascinating. Fascinating, yes. Uh, what now? This is so annoying. Well, I mean, if you've done everything right, it should kick in sooner or later. What if it doesn't? Well, do they not even have, like, an email support? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I don't know. So what was the situation? Did Squarespace have a DNS change and then you had to update it with GoDaddy? I have no idea. <clears throat> I no idea. I, I just noticed my website was down. Huh. And so I went and I looked at it. And I, 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 what I did was I messaged them through, like, Instagram. That's how the only way I could get to them. Hmm. And they both said that the other is at fault. And then I tried to, uh, um, Squarespace said, we've looked at your site and can see some errors with your DNS settings. I've done nothing. They've been the same for years. Yeah. So they did that, not me. Uh, with this in mind, you'll need to log into your domain uh, provide account and update the records. Really helpful guide. Walk you through this. I walked through it and nothing has changed. <laughs> huh. That seems like it would put it on GoDaddy's shoulders. Then, like if I were if I were troubleshooting this, because yeah. they're they should be handling the routing. 
It's, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. That's not fun when things like that get screwed up because you really don't have any direct access to do anything about it except to make changes at the respective websites and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Partially why I got out of the business. I didn't like dealing with stuff like that anymore. I do not like dealing with it right now. Uh, for what it's worth, I can't access it either, so it isn't just like, you know. Oh, I know. I know it's real. <laughs> I know I'm not imagining it. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes, like, due to vagaries of the distribution of the network, like, you can't access a website from one set of computers, but, like, another place in a different part of the country could, you know. But um, that's why I checked it. But anyway, whatever. So, what's new? Or uh, snoo, if you prefer. Snoo? No, oh, you've done that before, haven't you, Snoo? Well, <laughs> a thing once. Snoo. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I've done that before. I think you guys have tried to pull Subdog on me. Subdog, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I got Subdog by uh, Burnham once. <laughs> Subdog? Yeah. It's pretty embarrassing. Luckily, it was just us in the car. No, not so embarrassing. Then. Yeah. But he really enjoyed it. <laughs> I bet he did. Uh, we could always try to bring back, what's up? No. They'll probably do that at some point. What's up? Um, I went to San Diego over the weekend. Yeah, you went to go see Danny Elfman, right? Yeah. How was it? Uh, it was really cool. Um, his new, new stuff is very uh, hard. What do you mean, like hard rock? Or? Yeah, hardcore. Like, it's like metal-ish. No kidding. Yeah, it's very prog metal-ish. Huh. That's not a direction I think of him going in. Well, I mean, just think about you know, orchestra music and then turn it into like a psychotic rock song. Like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Uh, Not that far away. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not dream theater, but it's, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they opened up, you know? Who opened for him? Uh, this uh, electronic band called Boy Harsher. Okay. And they weren't bad. It just was, uh, you know, I didn't want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they weren't bad. I would, I would recommend listening to them. Boy Harsher. Mm-hmm. Ah, from Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all electronic music. Um, so, what album's he touring for? Uh, none. It's, well, I mean, technically, I guess it's the album that he released during the pandemic. He made this record at home. And that's the really hard, scary stuff. Oh, it's on Epitaph, okay. And, uh, Makes a little more sense. Um, so there's there's a, quite a bit of that, but there's just as much Oingo Boingo and just as much of the theme music, too. So it's a very whiplash-inducing show. So is this Big Mess? Is that the name of the album? Yes, yes. Okay. I will check that out. I, I didn't even know he had a newish album out, so... Yeah, I mean, I haven't listened to it much because I'm not a huge fan of the, like, I stopped listening around Boingo when they put that out. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was like 90, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And he played some stuff off that, which was funny. 
Um, yeah, it's like everything. There's a little bit of everything. So it's well worth uh, the trip. Cool. Um, he is the most jacked up grandma you've ever seen. Because <laughs> he does look like an old lady with, who works out every day. <laughs> picture of him on wikipedia is from 2022 and yeah your description's not wrong he is yeah he's quite scary looking is he a prison tat <laughs> uh you know all of that happened like in the last 10 years weird <laughs> you know when they when they did their uh their going away show like in the like around 2000 yeah uh, none of that was there. I think he had an ankle, like a leg tattoo. And now he looks like De Niro in Cape Fear. It kind of... I, I guess it's just this picture, but I was going to say he kind of looks like Carrot Top. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Like a, a, a solidly worked out, built old dude yeah, with like, red hair. Yeah, he's 20 years older, but... Oh, I mean, Carrot Top looks really old, though. He does. But um, he, does, he doesn't look 70. I don't know. I don't, he kind of looks 70. <laughs> Let me see what he looks like now. If I can find a recent picture of him. Okay, yeah. He doesn't look 70, but he does look kind of... weird. But anyway... Let's go. How was the rest of the trip then? Uh, it was fine. Yeah, we did a lot of walking around and um, I mean, we didn't see a lot of sights. It was mostly going places and walking and looking at beaches and stuff. Very relaxing. Which is kind of what I needed because I've been a little on edge lately. Sure. Um, it hasn't done much to uh, quell my work anxiety, but you know, it was, it was nice and quiet. Right on. Well, you know, being able to relax is good too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, speaking of music, I was listening to uh, the AIAA's first album the mm-hmm. other day, and then I realized, holy shit, this album's 20 years old this year, <laughs> you know? And I started thinking about 2003, and I, I went and looked it up, like, just a list of albums released that year. And that was a particularly good year for music I liked, like... To come out. What year was that? 2003. Okay. That was Postal Service. uh, Came out. You know, Give Up came out that year. Um, Death Cab's Transatlanticism came out that year. Manitoba's Up in Flames came out that year. Like, I mean, just a whole bunch of stuff I liked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Those early 2000s, I kind of checked out. Music-wise, I wasn't really paying a lot of attention, I don't think. I was, I mean, all the music I was listening to was from you guys. Yeah, well, we did play it in the office a lot. I still remember, too, right after right after I got the Postal Service album, we found out they were coming to Chicago, and I couldn't get anybody to go with me because nobody had really heard them yet around there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like going by myself. And I was like, I kicked myself for it later because I'm like, I missed my only real chance to go see them, you know? Yeah. Because they weren't really a band. Like, they were more of just a project. I mean, I think they played an anniversary tour, like, in 2013 or something like that. But but by then, I wasn't really going to shows much anymore anyway, so whatever. But but yeah, anyway, so it was just, there, there was a ton of good stuff that came out that year. Stuff, you know. It's weird how, like, there are certain years that are like that. 
they just seem to be like really good years for music or art or movies or something, you know. I don't know why it comes in bunches like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not not like everything in 2003 was gold, because, like, you know, I, 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 well, I get, I mean, Michael Bublé, 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 um, you know, he had his first album out, and I guess that was good, because a lot of people liked it. Not my stuff, though, you know. Uh, Hall Notes had an album out in 2003. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Hall and Oats. Yeah. 2003, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was their 16th studio album, apparently. Wasn't there a Rush album out that year, too? Uh, they put out a lot of stuff, yeah. Let's see. I can't remember if it was... Or, no, that was 02, I think, that that came out. That Vapor Trails album? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to do a search for Rush, and I came up with Bone Crusher. Oh, Rush and Rio came out that year. No. Um. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway... Good year. Good year. <laughs> 20 years ago, <laughs> it was a good year. Don't, don't live in the past. What is it now? Trying try not to. Think about now. I don't know. You know, I like, I like acknowledging, like, anniversaries and milestones and stuff. Yeah. Uh, next month will be my, the 10th year I've been doing work with Oni. I realized that the other day, too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, it's it's one of those weird things where it's like, it's not that big a deal because it's not like I work for owning, you know? But it is cool to, in my head, to kind of acknowledge that I had a, have had a business relationship with the same company for that amount of time. Yeah. But... I mean, heck, I don't think any of the editors that were there when I started are still there. You know? It's so weird. Yeah, everybody's gone. That, that company has had a major turnover like in the, in the time that I've worked with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, what else is cool? What have you been doing? working mostly still trying to get my sleeping schedule back to normal so I can actually get up in a, an hour that works for other people um, right now I'm working on a new project that I don't know if I can actually say anything about yet I mean nobody's told me to keep it quiet but I don't know if it's been announced or anything it's a weird thing where, like, when do you talk about it? Uh, is it, who's it for? It's a Charles Soule thing. Oh, is it a Ryan book, too? No. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. This is one, and I, I think it might have been announced. It, it's part of, okay, so I, I, I did a thing with him and Will Sliney and uh, uh, Rochelle, I'm blanking on her last name. She's a colorist. Um, anyway, uh, a book with them called uh, Hell to Pay. And it's part of a, a... I don't know if you would call it a larger universe? Or same... Like a, a... It's part of a larger project called The Shrouded College. Mm-hmm. So this book's like the next project in that Shrouded College umbrella. So I don't know. I don't know if he's. I, don't, I really don't know what like the the grand plan is for like if he's just creating a new universe or something. Like, but that's what, what I'm working on now, and it's kind of a rushy kind of thing. Not rushy like the band, but kind of a rush job kind of thing because they're trying to get the get a preview ready to go into the back of the trade for the previous project. 
And so I'm just kind of getting through that. That's fun. <laughs> um, I did this for the Hell to Pay book. There was this, this part where the devil comes in. And the description told me that, like, it described the devil and he's this weird mishmash of stuff and a whole bunch of different colors and crap. You know, like, he just looks strange. Really strange. So I was trying to make the balloon reflect how odd the character looked. And I did something I've never done before, which was use uh, color gradients on a stroke. Which I've really never done it before because it used to not be a thing you could do. Like, unless you converted the stroke to a, an outline. Um, but ever since, I don't know, version 6 or something like that, I think. They added in that where you could actually directly apply gradients to strokes and still keep them editable as strokes. So I, anyway, I was messing around with that, trying to do this thing where... You know, the the stroke would edge from like a red to a yellow and then be orange in the middle, but like it would fade toward whatever direction it was going to or whatever. And that came off really weird. <laughs> Which I guess was appropriate for the character. So, so you didn't like it? I don't, well, I'm looking at it now because I, I keep samples of stuff off, off the artboard off to the side. And I'm looking at it now and I'm like, man, that just looks weird. It made sense at the time when I was doing it. But you ever do that? Like, like, you go back and look at something that you did that you didn't have a problem with when you did it, but then when you look at it now, you're like, huh? Because I, I find myself doing that sometimes, where I'm just like, why did I... I'm not really sure why I did that exactly, or... I wouldn't do that now, you know, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah? No? Is it just me? I don't know. Okay. I, I, I mean, work stuff, like, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in a limbo as far as that goes. I haven't really uh, been uh, considering things like that. Hmm. It's more of a, um, I haven't been a, as, as technique-driven lately. It's more of a, oh my God, what am I going to do now kind of thing. I got you. <laughs> well, you know, it, in a similar vein, it applies to, like, there were bands I liked a lot that I go back and listen to now, and I'm like, why did I like that exactly? Mm. <laughs> Which is sort of a similar thing. Like, because not that long ago, I was listening to, I, I probably already talked about this when, it, when I listened to it. I can't remember what it was now, even. It was some punk band or a metal band or something. And I, I remember liking them a lot way back in the day. Was it Obituary, maybe? I, I don't remember, but it was something I liked. I remember liking a bunch back when I was in my teens and early 20s. And I went back and listened to it not that long ago. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't really see what I liked about it. Interesting. And it wasn't, the, I mean, I like noisy and I like loud and stuff, so it wasn't like, like you know, going back and going, well, oh, I like a lot fast, loud stuff. It was just their particular brand of it. When I listened to it this time, I was like, yeah. What do you think changed? What do you think did, that you liked about it? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. Cause, I mean, were you really into it? I mean, I feel like you'd still be into it if you were really into it. You would think so. I what I'm trying to remember specifically what it was I liked about it beyond just that I liked it, you know. And and that might be the thing is I might not have actually been thinking about it in forms of like like well, you know, technique or anything <laughs> or like what the actual content of the music was. I might have just liked it because it was on and it was fast and it was loud and and that was fine, you know. At the time, that was enough. And maybe when I listened to it this time I was like just wasn't impressed with any of it or didn't see the appeal, you know? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, some stuff is very contextual to its time period, I guess. Like, in your personal time period. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
and I, I think that that's probably what that. No, I don't think it was obituary. It was somebody else. Anyway, it was um, and that was probably it because it was just well, for one thing, you know, I've heard a lot more music by now than I did by the time I'd heard that then. Because we're we're talking like something I listened to back when I was. 16, 15, 13, you know, something like that. And then I didn't listen to it again for 20 years or 30 years or something, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's, I mean, there's a big difference between teenage crank and, and you know, 40s, late 40s crank. <laughs> Experience and my you, taste probably you, changed. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think your tastes have changed that much? I don't know, because there's still a lot of stuff from back then that I, I'll, I'll put in and listen to and enjoy now. Because other than I like a lot more stuff, my taste, I don't... In fact, I think my taste has been reinforced over the years. Like, I like the stuff I used to like even more. Yeah. But I, I just I just like a lot more different stuff too. I'm trying to think of another band that's like that or another album where I, I listened to it now and hadn't heard it in a long time and didn't like it anymore. So maybe it was I don't know, maybe it was just a thing where like I said, it was on and you know like friends were playing it and stuff like that, so I was just like and it was fast and loud and it just fit the time period, you know. Maybe I didn't actually like them like them. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of music that I that I liked, but I couldn't say I loved. You know what I mean? And then I, if I look and see that I had that CD, I'm like, well, why did I own this? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, for it's example... It's not that I don't, don't hate... I'm I'm much more like that with movies than I am with music. Like the movies, it takes a lot for me to want to pop in a DVD and watch something over again. Like it takes a lot. Like I do not do that. So when I'm going through my DVDs and stuff and I'm like, why did I own seven? You know? It's like, why do I have that? Why do you own DVDs at all? <laughs> Well, I don't anymore. I got rid of all. Right. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm definitely not like that with movies. I, I can rewatch stuff. Like if I like it, I can rewatch it. If it's on TV, I'm like that. But I don't. I don't ever start a movie. Like I don't go. Oh, I'm in the mood to watch. I don't know the Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> I don't do that. But, I mean, music's a different thing. I've never... Music is a different thing. I've never had a problem, like, listening to the same album over and over and over and over. Well, I, I mean, eventually I do, and I put it away. But... Yes. Like, even after that, once I've had a break from it for a while, I'll still go back and play it again, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I think... Okay, here's another example of context, though. I would never personally have ever bought or played voluntarily a album of rave music outside of the context of being at a rave. Yeah, sure. Like that's, that's at a, kind at a, of what I mean. Yeah, yeah like, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like at a rave that music fits. It's perfect. It's it's I you know, I even enjoy it in a live environment like that. But like when yeah. when I would be with somebody and they would put like a tape of rave songs on in the car, I'm just like, yeah. no, please stop. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um uh, what is it uh, like? And there's even the some pro, the crow soundtrack. Everybody loves it, but I and I owned it. But I I don't really like a lot of the stuff on there. Oh really? That's a yeah. pretty good collection of stuff. It is pretty good, um, but it's not something I I would put on a lot. What is going on over there? Hmm. <laughs> So uh, you can tell us what's going on over there. He's stapling something. Oh, okay. Stapling is a valid work function. It is. It is something people do at work every day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a lot. 
Sometimes <laughs> a lot. Especially if you're a professional stapler. Mm-hmm. I was an apprentice professional stapler once. Were you? Mm-hmm. Is it something that needs apprenticing? Well, I, I like something you could pick up the first day. After like the 10th or 20th time, I, I got staples in my finger. They let me go. I've told the story about how I just stapled my finger in front of somebody at Office Max once. What? It wasn't. It wasn't even like a. It wasn't even like a jackass thing. It was just I was so bored, and I was just I was uh, I was working at the copy center in the back, and somebody just walked up. Like I could see them enter the store, and they made the long walk down the aisles, walked straight up to me. As soon as they got to the counter, I went bam. And stapled my finger, and the lady she goes, "Did you just staple your finger?" And did she say it in a way like, "Are you stupid or something?" Yes, it was because it was stupid, right? And I was like, uh, "Hold on, just a second. And I went in the bag and got a band aid. <laughs> so you just did it because you were bored? Yeah, that's. And I, obviously I was like kind of in a trance because I just did it. I wasn't doing it to impress somebody that I'd never met. Why would you do that? Why would you do it anyway, even if you were bored? <laughs> exactly. So I, I just was not, I was not in, in, the, in the world at that moment. Yeah, no kidding. So that's why they let you go from being a professional stapler. Uh, yes. I no, I left Office Max of my own accord. On your Honda Accord? I'd never owned a Honda Accord. Oh. Well then. Um Where were we before the the great stapling incident? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. Oh, hey y'all was two thousand three. Still looking at 2003. Hey, hey, yeah, it was 2003, really? Yeah. Now, I did buy that album. So, was uh, there something else that was here? So, I was digitizing all my old CDs, and I found a couple of CDs like what you're talking about, like the Buck Pets. And, uh, oh, you, you didn't get rid of your uh, um, 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 Funeral Mountain, uh, you know. I haven't gotten rid of it yet. It's still there, but I did digitize it. Do you want it? Well, if you sell it... Neighborhood Texture Jam? Yeah, that's the thing. Was it Funeral Mountain or Funeral Mountain Plus? Because I had two versions of that. Yeah, I think it's Plus. Okay. Um, If you sell that, I I would recommend selling that. Because it's not like a super expensive CD to find, but it's not like a, a dollar CD either. Really? Yeah. So you might want to sell that one, like, independently or something? You might have other CDs like that, too, but that was the one I remembered you having. Huh. Interesting. Let me look. Because I think that's like a... It's like a 10 or $15 CD, secondhand. Really? Yeah, something like that. Is that worth it, though, to, like, sell online? And that's that's when you can find it. It's not, you know... There's not, like, a ton of copies available that I've found, anyway, when I've looked it up. And I just haven't been able to bring myself to spend 10 or 15 bucks on it, because I've already got a digital copy. Would you want it, though? Uh, it's one of those, like, I I do, I still have CDs that I keep. Whoa! You know. What? Funeral Mountain on Amazon through this. Oh, Amazon. Set- Seventy nine dollars? Yeah, you don't, you can't really trust secondhand CD prices on Amazon. Like, is oh. it is a yardstick for or as a measure for other stuff? Oh, okay. Because sometimes people put like relatively rare but not actually expensive in the market CDs up for a lot of money on Amazon, just like as a whatever kind of thing, and like hoping somebody will buy it that from there. You know. Um, Interesting. If you check like eBay and Discogs, you'll probably see it for between ten and fifteen. I'm guessing. I would think anyway. Uh, texture. Most of it's "Don't Bury Me in Haiti," which I've used to have. I don't know what happened to it. 
I think the last time I looked, they didn't even have the plus version. They had the original that was without the extra songs from the EP or whatever. Yeah, these are all uh, uh, Don't Bury Me in Haiti. Oh, and there's like a 45 for like $74. On eBay? Yeah. That's the old Snurd Records thing. I remember that. Snurd. Um, yeah, on Discogs, there are two of them going for 15 right now. I don't know if that's the plus or the... I'll just send you mine. I don't know if that's the plus or the, the original. I would rather it have a good home anyway. Oh, there's one for 15 and one for 25. That's what it is. My buddy Mike B would be upset that I got rid of it anyway, but... Don't Bury Me in Haiti seems to be more common. It is. For some reason. Um, yeah, I can't believe that first one came out in, like, 89. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's when I would have seen them. No, that's not true. Oh, uh, 90... 91 is probably when I would see them. But anyway, and I, the only reason I ever heard them was because of you. You had them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't I don't know if you have any other CDs. If you got any, like, weird older CDs. Well, yeah, I mean, like that, like, Buff Cut, like, you know. I didn't, like, I was listening to that. I was like, man, there definitely was a 90s sound, wasn't there? I just oh, didn't. Sure didn't realize it it was it's like everybody wanted to be smashing pumpkins and i mean like gish era smashing pumpkins not like the stuff that came out after that everybody loves i mean there were yeah there were several kinds of 90s sounds but they're yeah they're yeah. definitely recognizable i mean yeah it was like a it was that kind of uh gish uh era screaming trees sort of sound. Sure, and noisy and, like, real dense sounding. A lot of fuzz. Um, and, like, for alt stuff, there was, like, like the Bob Mould sound, you know, um, his solo stuff and Sugar, but, like, that real, also dense, but, like, a lot brighter and more pop production kind of thing. Yeah, jangly. A lot of Dub- bands in the 90s wanted to sound like that, too. Doubled strats. And, uh... Double single coilers. And of course, I mean, you know, 90s saw our, what, second, third, third, yeah, third wave punk, or uh, third wave ska movement and the rise of pop punk and shit like that. But even the, like the pop punk bands pretty quickly stratified into a sound, too. I mean, none of those would have existed without like Descendants and stuff. Sure. I mean,. You listen to that stuff now and then listen to, like, all, and you're just like, it's the same thing. Why wasn't this huge? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> them and the Ramones, for that matter, because it was just, it's like kind of, it is like what, um, it's not really even a direct comparison. I was going to say it's like what bubblegum pop or what bubblegum rock was to rock, yeah. but it's that's not even really a great comparison. Yeah. Um. But I'm just, I, you know, I was thinking more to the point of that, like, those types of music quickly started, the band started sounding really similar to each other really quickly. Uh, you need to listen, you need to watch this. There's a new uh, show on YouTube um, with Chris Shiflett, who's a guitar player for Foo Fighters. Uh, yeah, did you watch the one with um, um, Alex Lifeson? Not yet. I saw the one with Rivers Cuomo, and it was extremely interesting. The um, yeah, the first I think it was his first episode. Yeah, it was with with Alex, but I I need to watch watch that one. And that dude, that dude is such a nice guy. <laughs> Alex? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think it's so funny when you watch those. Uh, when you watch those like uh, documentaries and you see him as a young guy and he's like trying so hard to be a tough guy, <laughs> trying to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
And he's like, you know you're a nerd. <laughs> you know, and then you look at him now, and he's like, why do you even, why do you even pretend? Because he was trying to act like he's like, I don't need no, I don't need a job. I need, I just want to rock and roll, that kind of thing. And just like, oh, man. Oh, the white jumpsuit era. Yeah. Like when they were, they were trying to be like glam rock stars yeah, for yeah. a while there. Um, and I remember uh, when I was a teenager, a friend of mine had got a hold of a bunch of live video bootlegs, like live shows. Mm-hmm. And there was a period there, I, I guess it was in the 80s, um, where it seemed like he was really drunk a lot. Because <laughs> he'd, like, he'd just stop in the middle of the show and start telling jokes to the crowd. Uh, he stuff. Like, has a very... Uh, unfunny dad kind of sense of humor. <laughs> you just have to, like, his acceptance into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame speech is is really annoying, honestly. <laughs> I, uh, I just remember we, we'd sit there and watch him and laugh because we were like, hey, he's drunk as shit. Look at him. <laughs> you know? uh, and I, I really, I, I don't know if he ever had a drinking problem or not, you know, but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it would explain it, but it also, I just think he's not very funny, and he thinks he is. <laughs> or maybe he is a drunk. I don't know. Well, like I said, I mean, these were shows from, like, the 80s and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. My, my whole point in getting into all this was oh if you do have anything weird you might want to check it out to see if it's worth more because like if you just take a box of stuff to half price or something like that yeah you know they're they're just gonna give you like you know pennies on the CD kind of thing you know yeah and then they're gonna turn it around and sell it for whatever they think they can get out of it because they actually do research these days well I'll take whatever I can get um trying to think because i remember like going into hair price you used to be able to find some really good deals on stuff there because they i think they either weren't paying much attention to the actual secondhand market for specifics or at least the store i went to they didn't have somebody that would do the research you know and um of course this was like early internet days too so they might not have had, it wasn't as easy to find like comparative prices on stuff as it is now. I mean, hell, even the uh, the thrift stores like have somebody that looks up stuff and if they think it looks like it's worth more than just putting out on Well, the, yeah, I mean, they're tired I mean, of watching those Pawn Stars shows and people say, I got this in a thrift store, now it's worth a million dollars. They didn't know what they had, that kind of thing. And I mean, Goodwill's even got its own version of eBay, like a website. Yeah. 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 Which they should. Back like back when I first found out about that in like 2014 or 2015, and I started buying stuff from them, it, you could really get some good deals there. <laughs> like, yeah. Like nowadays, eh, it's about like getting something off eBay. Like you might get yeah. a good deal, you might not. You know? Yeah, people are wised up. And it's the same way with like half price books and stuff, where it's it's just a. Uh, it's a crapshoot. You might find something that's an actual deal as opposed to... I wonder where... I mean, if there is a place that you can go now. Because that's got to be... That's the fun for some of these weirdos. I know it was the fun for... Are they are they just all like sitting on their couch now and looking online instead of going out to the swap meets and stuff? Because my buddy, my buddy Ron used to love going to like thrift stores and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I back in the 90s, I would, like, on a Saturday or something like that, if I didn't have anything else to do, I'd just go around and, like, hit a bunch of them, you know? It was like a how I'd spend the afternoon, just going to a bunch of different thrift stores. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd, I'd score, like, some cool rock t-shirts and shit for, like, two bucks or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, which, you know, even going to a thrift store nowadays... It's hard to find like a deal even on the racks, like for something that's just not like that's not common or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
uh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, again, I think that's all part of having the internet being real available, like information being real available. Yeah. It makes it so that they can actually look stuff up now instead of having to figure out like a local market or whatever. Um, cause man, I've still got, like, I've got records that I got from half price in the nineties that I bought for a quarter <laughs> that were like in really good shape and, uh, and weren't necessarily like, I mean, some stuff I got like a Duran Duran album from there for like a quarter back in the nineties and. And there were, like, so many of those pressed that they're not necessarily worth anything, even now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'd find other weird stuff, like uh, oddball 70s rock bands that weren't necessarily big, so they didn't have, like, a ton of pressings on them. And you could get them, I mean, shit, I even used to buy some stuff for, like, a dime at half price. And you ain't, ain't going to find a record at half price for a dime anymore, you know? Uh, back in my day, a gallon of gas only cost me a nickel. Sound like my dad. That is literally something he said. I think to me once <laughs> that he could remember. He could remember when gas was. I don't think it was a nickel, but it was. It was something like crazy low. You know. Anyway. Um. I don't understand. I understand why inflation happens. <laughs> okay. I don't understand why we let inflation happen. <laughs> like. Oh sure, yeah. I don't understand any of it. It's it's weird and artificial and seems to be unnecessarily complicated. Yeah. Also, yeah. That's the thing. I don't believe anybody that says they do understand it because if they did. There weren't. There wouldn't be like high-rated weekly shows that talk about that shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a bit of like voodoo to it, but I don't know. It's like sports. It's like uh, if you knew, if you could make, if you could predict stuff down to what they say they could. You wouldn't be tuning in to watch, would you? I guess not. Well, I don't know. Some people might still for the heck of it. but And, and I'm not saying I understand. Like I said, I, I don't really understand the, the entire mechanics of finance and inflation. I understand in a broad way why inflation happens. Mm-hmm. Um, like the layman's explanation for it or whatever. Um, but at the same time, I mean, looking at it, it's. I, I'm guessing it's probably a way for even though everything, you know, technically everything goes up to match itself, it doesn't. It probably still makes somebody money somewhere on top of that because you know they charge more. I don't know. Like I said, I don't really get the mechanics of it. I'm, I'm going on a gut feeling that it's it's benefiting somebody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is benefiting somebody. It's not us, though. No, no. It might, you know, if if we were, I don't know, I don't know what the circumstances. I mean, I'm sure inflation doesn't bother people past a certain who have a a a wealth past a certain dollar amount. It just becomes one of those like little minor things you don't worry about anymore. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. So the only people I, I think it really affects are. You know, the people that fall under, especially the people, I guess, that are living on the edge. If you're barely, like, if you're barely making enough today to get your groceries and, and get your transportation to work to make more money, and then, like, in a week, everything goes up in price by 50% or whatever. And then, for instance, like, food prices since the pre and post uh, pandemic, you know? Mm hmm. I'm sure that's, like, a big deal. You know? <laughs> like, that's critical at that point because I can remember living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm not that far from it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know, that's that's a big deal when you, you have to make a decision between gas to get to work and and getting something to eat like that day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 
those are the people it actually affects. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense why we. Why do we allow it? Like in general, why do people allow this to happen? Because uh, it's 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 made up by us. We could just say uh, no, no, we're not going to do this anymore. You know, like. I mean, there's probably more people that would prefer it not to happen than there are that want it to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's, like you said it, it's benefiting somebody, so they have an interest in perpetuating. Right. We were all better off when we were banging rocks with sticks, man. Well, you're we banging each other with sticks, too, so. We're just banging each other. That's <laughs> true. No stick necessary. <laughs> anyway there was something oh going back to that neighborhood texture gym there was something because I looked them up a, a while back and I think I got the impression that maybe that main guy Joe Lapsley that he might be based in or around Chicago now who? Joe Lapsley I think Lapsley? yeah who's that? he was the who was he? well he was in the band um Hold on. Let's in the band, more. the band? <laughs> He's in the neighborhood texture jam. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it was him that I saw. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it looks like he's based out of Chicago. Like he's a teacher at Loyola? <laughs> really? If it's the same guy. <laughs> I mean, they were all smart guy students. Um, well, okay, the Loyola Joe Lapsley is a history professor, so I don't know. Anyway, but I, I, when I was looking something up, I think I came across like a Facebook post or something that said that he was playing a show around Chicago or something like that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, I think it is the same guy. I'm looking at his website now. So, anyway, whatever. I don't know. I don't go to shows anymore, anyway. I don't like being around people. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. It, it is weird. I, we got there, uh, so I flew across the country to go see a concert, and the tallest woman I'd ever seen sits in front of me. Like, Are you kidding me? I was like, I cannot believe this. The, the one person that I cannot see around is sitting directly in front of me. Somebody taller than you? <laughs> Well, well, I guess sitting. She was tall enough that she was in a row in front of me, which was lower than me. But sitting down, her head was directly in front of my face. That's pretty so tall. I look her, yeah. Hmm. I turn to Julia. I was like, "Is she sitting on a phone book or something?" <laughs> a couple of them. Um, I took a picture. Because I didn't think anybody would believe me. And then I was like, well, that wouldn't be nice to put that, like, on Instagram. So I didn't. Hmm. Call her out. Well, I mean, you can't just see the back of her head. But still, it's kind of not nice. Yeah. You're right. Regardless of what you tell people, I'm not mean. What I tell people. That implies I talk about you. Oh, that's so rude. Hey, uh... I'm going to get you this Slayer cooler that I just got a targeted ad for. A Slayer cooler? Yeah, it's an Igloo cooler with Slayer on it. Man. That's how... That's where we're at these days, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> An actual Igloo cooler with a Slayer logo. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, you know the play some Skinner joke, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, or I, I, 
don't know if you call it a joke, but it's that thing, you know, where somebody in the in the crowd has to yell out, play some Skinner. Um, in the the metally type scene when I was a kid, uh, it was it was Slayer instead of Skinner. There was mm-hmm. always some guy at the show that would yell, "Play some Slayer," and it was like uncanny because it wasn't always the same person. It'd be different if like just one person went to every show and yelled it, but it wasn't. It was different people, but it was always play some Slayer. Think of the same person at every show yelling for Skinner. No, but I'm saying like you would think it was a joke or something if it was just one person doing it. Mm -hmm. But it was like different people all the time. So how does how does that happen? It's still a joke. Well, sure. But that's a meme. That's like a meme, is what that is. Meme. It's a meme. Meme. Um. Well, yeah, I guess it would be a meme now. It's meme. Kind of. I was looking at like how or like what the uh, breakdown is for generations now, and there's a new one with births starting in, like, 2012 or something like that. Or, no, 20, 2010 or 2012. Um, I can't remember what it's called, though. It's called... They were lumping it in with, you know, the last generation, the Generation Z. Um, but now it's actually got its own thing. I'm trying to figure out what the heck it was. I had it pulled up before, now I can't remember. And for some reason, nobody ever talks about Generation X anymore. Uh, because we're on the way out, man. Uh, actually, we're we're set to take over the boomers' role within the next, like, five to ten years, I think it was. Yeah, but nobody cares about what we want anymore. And nobody cared about what we wanted then. <laughs> That's a good point. And, and in my reading of stuff when I was looking up generation things. It's uh, Generation Alpha is what the newest one's called. Mm. Um, but in my, my reading up on stuff like that, they quite often I saw Generation X referred to as the forgotten generation. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because nobody nobody was, nobody was talks about them, you know? It's like, I, I find that pretty strange because I guess it's not so strange. We weren't as big as the boomers or... Um, um, why? Millennials? Yeah, millennials. Uh, which I guess are Generation Y. Yeah, they were. Okay. Um, so as far as like population size, we weren't as big as either one of them. Uh, so I guess, you know, I mean, it, it, we fell through the cracks, which kind of seemed to be a running theme of our generation anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of our signature move, isn't it? We, uh, we dropped out, we stopped paying attention, we get, I mean, as a, you know, not everybody, obviously. But that, that's what we were accused of, was being slackers and not giving a shit and just kind of dropping out and falling through the cracks, you know. And, I realized, okay, so Generation X cut off at 1980, so I was like in the tail end of that generation. Right. Which probably explains why... You suck? No, it just explains why, like... I I have some characteristics of the next generation, too, where I, I was young enough when the internet was starting to come into its own that I got used to it really fast. Because, like, um, generation whatever, the Zoomers, were the first generation that, like, they... From birth, they you know they grew up with the internet. You know, mm-hmm. they don't know a world that never had it. I mean, you were also a nerd. Mm, I guess you are a nerd. You're a big old nerd. Your face is a nerd. You're a big old nerd, nerd. Your face is nerd, nerd. You're such a nerd. I'm gonna wait outside in the parking lot, and take your lunch money. Nerd. Okay, Ogre. Um, but yeah. 
just weird. That's all. We've been forgotten, Mike. Uh, who? Who are you? Nobody cares about us. So. Nobody and, cares. It's true. It's so very true. Nobody cares. It's true. So very about true. You. It's true. Um. So yeah, do we have any um? What we call it? Nobody writes into this. Okay. Let me look. I'm looking at what's in comic stores this week. It's your mama. What is in comic stores this week? Your mama. Uh, if you'd like, take a few moments. Not now. Uh, Google account. Updating your Google account inactivity po- policy. Uh, just made, shut up. Oh, yeah, they're they're clearing out stuff. Okay. No, we ain't got nothing. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the, the what's in the stores stuff. Uh, Rock Gods of Jackson, Tennessee. Rock Gods of Jackson, Tennessee is in stores. So is Hellboy. Uh, Hellboy? Hellboy in the BPRD 1957, From Below. The longest title ever. When did that come out? Like a week ago. Okay. So that's in, that's in storage. A week or two ago. It came out this month. Shut up. Go get it. Right. What he said. I'm going to be at uh, Challengers this Saturday signing the book. Not Hellboy, but the book that me and Crank worked on. The Rock Gods book? Yes. Jackson, Florida? Oh, Jackson, I say I was saying Jacksonville, Tennessee. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Oh, my God. You don't know. You didn't read it. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> didn't even think about it. You just made up words. I just, uh, yeah. You should get a writing credit. I'm, uh, we're just lucky they were all in the right order. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point. Um... And there's a I, I got a Rick and Morty trade paperback in stores. Crisis on C137. Say what? Nothing. Nothing. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what else. So there, take that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Put that. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> You're the grandpa. 22 skidoo! Bird. I mean, you know, whatever. Would you like to guess how many levels of this stupid iPhone game I've played in the last two years? Why are you playing an iPhone game? To occupy my old man mind. Mm, how many levels? Yes. What's the game? It's called Homescapes. Jewels! Are you running the jewels? No, they call it jewels because they think it's some candy gram game. Um, I'm going to say 123. Uh, you would be, <laughs> you would be woefully wrong. Okay. Uh, am I low or high? Come on, man. Feed me some you are, air. You are way low. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So why are you playing... I mean, how many levels of Candy Crush can you possibly play? It's not Candy Crush. God damn it. Jules. It's not Jules. <laughs> candy Jules? You always need to get it straight. Jewel Crush? Are you a Jewel Crusher, Mike? I am a Jewel Crusher. I'd be crushing them jewels. <laughs> um, uh, uh, 6,000. Levels? Yes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I know! 
I don't know. This is what I've become. I mean, just why? Whenever I don't have something to do, I play this game. Or whenever I do have something to do, I play this when I'm talking to you on, on the show. Oh, well, that's that's nice to know. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I'm a horrible person. I mean, jeez. Oh, my God. Shut up. Um, well, I, I guess that's an accomplishment and something to be proud of. Uh, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> For a minute, I got excited. Uh, Battle Pug's back up. Oh, good. I would suggest... Killing somebody? No, I would not suggest that. Um, you heard it here first. Frank suggested murder. Uh, well, you can murder your website. Okay. No, I, I would suggest. Um, I don't know if if Squarespace offers free uh, HTTP certificates. Uh, but the secure, I, you know, secure to things. I will look into it. But if they do, I, I would suggest adding that so you can use HTTPS. Okay. Because anybody running a um, HTTPS like enforcing plugin will get errors going to your site. Don't give anybody any ideas. Um, you are gonna try and hack my site. So I would just I'm just suggesting that maybe you add a security certificate to your website, then. just to prevent things like that. But it is working again. Though. It really sounds like you're doing. You're going like, you have a nice site. Be sad if something happened to it. Uh, you know, for a fee, we can make sure it stays secure. Six six thousand and twelve levels. Mike. No. Uh, what have I become? What if you become? I mean, just no, Mike. Don't do that. Don't look at me. Don't don't do that, Mike. That's way too much, man. Okay, well, on that note, I guess I think we're done for this week. Goodbye. Um, hope you all have a good weekend. And Goodbye. We, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.